Hey everybody, welcome back to Millennials Anonymous Podcast, this is your girl Lise Winnie, yes, my name is Lise and I'm a millennial, so let's get this party started right and quickly, but before I move on, I got a big, big, big shout out to Miss Ashley Wynn Grimes, the cannabis nurse and e-digger for holding down the house at brunching, I was not on the show, I did pop in briefly at the end, but they held it down, so if you haven't had a chance, please go and find, like, subscribe to Brunching Podcast on all major podcasting platforms so that you can watch the latest episode or listen. Because uh, you can't, if you're actually audio, you can't watch it. You can look at the screen, but you can't watch it. Uh, you listen to it, which is the Farewell Kobe episode. So take a look at that. And if you want to watch it, you can just go to our Facebook page, which is just Millennials Anonymous Podcast on Facebook. So go and you can check that out and you can watch it. And like I said, we we have a lot of fire coming up. Like I told you last week on brunch and we got a lot of guests coming through and I'm excited about it. So this upcoming week on brunching podcast, I need you to tune in, take a look and to listen. We're going to have eight one chops who are musicians, local musicians and drummers here in Baltimore. They were recently on Ellen and they're coming all the way to brunch. So I'm excited about that. So tune into that. It's going to be on the 7th of February. So this upcoming week, listen, you know, usually side pieces and side chicks get the day after your real boo get get the 14th. They get Valentine's Day. And sometimes we got bench warmers. We got pre benches. Now, with your pre bench, okay, with your pre bench, I need you to watch brunching because you only had to go nowhere. You can just go in your house. You can put it on your TV. We got smart TVs now. Y'all can watch it together. Okay, you, you get your whole pre-bench. I don't, I don't how many pre-benches you got. All the benches you want to bring. So just come, get your pre-bench, watch A1 Chops on Brunch and Podcast at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook and YouTube. And eventually we're going to be coming off of Facebook and it will just be on YouTube. So I need you to do that. And you're like, ah, maybe I don't know how to do that. Just go to our website. It'll help you get there. Just www.millennialswithaz.us so that you can check that out. And we're gonna have some guests coming here too. We're gonna have some guests coming to to Millennials Anonymous. So get ready for that. But we're gonna talk a little bit about pre-dating and stuff a little bit later on in the show. And check out bench warmers. I was talking about benches. So it's bench warmers benches. I need you to check out bench warmers. We talked about Super Bowl Sunday. We talked about our picks. We talked about Kansas City. We talked about the 49ers. We had some guests on. We had Cole Johnson. We had Matthew Lyle. I need you to check that out, okay? Me and the guru was talking sports for you. So go tune in, check that out, and you know how to find it. Again, our website, millennials.us. So let's get into these top 10 trending topics of the week. All right, so those top 10 trending topics of the week. So it was Super Bowl Sunday yesterday, and... The 49ers lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl. It was the 100th anniversary. And in 100th anniversary NFL fashion, Kansas City pulls out another win. After 50 years, they have another Super Bowl ring to bring home their coach, Andy Reid. This is his first win as a head coach. He did win another Super Bowl ring when he was an offensive coordinator. But this is his first ring as a head coach. So congratulations to them. It shooketh me a little bit because when I heard Patrick Mahomes last week, they put him in the in Kermit the Frog, like this Kermit the Frog thing. He actually sounded like Kermit the Frog, so it kind of threw me off. But that's fine. He's he's a really nice guy. Shout out to him. Like I said, he's the, the we was the black quarterback, so he won. There you go. It's not too many black quarterbacks that win, so I'm happy for that. And people are outraged by the Super Bowl halftime show, which was J Lo and Shakira saying that they're shaking their booties too much. It's too much. She brought out a pole and everything. Listen, I don't mind the poll. Like, she could have went full hustlers on us. I don't really mind that. My thing was, it just, to me, I was expecting, I was waiting for something else to happen. I know people were going to hate on me because I wasn't completely loved with it. But I just was waiting for something to happen. Like, them to bring out some Miami artists or something like that. Just to me. I'm, I'm just saying, I wasn't a big J-Lo fan after I found out she took a lot of Ashanti samples and stuff like that and just used it as her own. I, I'm, I'm not a big J-Lo fan. But anyway, the Senate actually voted to have absolutely no witnesses. It looks like we're going to be moving to a speedy acquittal. I don't understand this. I don't understand it. You can even have witnesses at the people's coat. Why is it you can have witnesses at a traffic 
case. Judge Mathis and Judge Judy let you have witness. Why sway? How sway? What? What? Mitt, we had this. Listen, Mitt, we had this conversation. You had us standing outside with the bag again. I can't with you, Mitt. We, I'm done with you. This is getting out of hand. You said you. Just when you think Republicans going to do the right thing, they don't. I, I don't know what had happened. We are entering to a world of lawlessness and corruption in the White House. We have now entered the monarch when it is about 10 or 15 years in, maybe 20 years in, and we still have President Ivanka Trump. Don't say nothing because y'all didn't want to vote. This is what happened when y'all don't want to go vote. And like I said, I don't, I don't, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't even want to hear it. And speaking of just foolishness, the Department of Justice releases more evidence that Trump did, in fact, pressure Ukraine. And the White House is actually, they're blocking these emails from being released. They don't want people to see them. I, I don't know. If you, are, if you are innocent, why do you not want evidence to come out? I don't even, I don't understand that. I, I, I just, somebody make it make sense to me. And in Saturn News, Kobe Bryant's crash investigation is underway. The NSTB is going to be releasing a report, a preliminary report in the next couple of days. However, the final outcomes of the crash or what they think caused the crash will not come out for many, many months. So what it appears, according to the Breakfast Club, it actually appears that the pilot should not have been flying nor the plane in dense fog. The pilot was in fact licensed to do so, but according to someone that they spoke at that particular helicopter company, he had never flown in dense fog before and the plane did not have the equipment to be able to navigate without the pilot's visual sight. So I why the plane was flying, I don't know. We will see once they finish the report, what they conclude. And my heart goes out again to all the families. I'm glad to see Vanessa Bryant has been more vocal. Uh, she started to, she made her Instagram page private. I'm not, no, public. She went from private to public. So now you can actually uh, follow her. And, and I guess her journey and her talking about her kids and, and her husband. And she came out and, and, you know, thanked all of the the fans for the support and everyone who sent love and condolences. So I'm glad to see that Kobe Bryant's sisters and his mother and father also made a joint statement. So I'm glad to see that the families are, are talking now. They are raising money for the victims in the helicopter crash. Um, and that was for the Altabelli family, which is John, Carrie, and Alyssa Altabelli, Christina Mouser, Sarah and Peyton Chester, and Ara Zabanyan, which was the pilot. So my heart goes out to all those victims, including Gianna and Kobe Bryant. And again, we're going to talk a little bit later about a lot of the foolishness that has been going on. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But yes, my heart goes out, my condolences to the goat and everyone else in that helicopter crash and kfc is offering beyond fried chicken at more locations so if you just thought hmm this kfc chicken don't really taste real i've never seen chicken slide off of a chicken a fried chicken like that in my life why does it have air pockets in between the skin and the meat now they are coming out with beyond chicken so just when you thought the chicken wasn't fake enough now you're going to have the fakest of the chickens and you can eat this chicken vegans y'all getting out of control if you were vegan why you want to go to kfc i don't know it's a lot but it is coming and so now hopefully you won't go to the kfc and the only thing that they sell in the kfc is chicken maybe when at this time when you go in the kfc they won't say we don't got none we don't handle chicken like this all you sell what, what did you doing i don't understand why we in here if you don't have chicken because it's all you sell but whatever so maybe this will help with that um i guess maybe or you'll just be standing in there waiting for cho tofu nuggets i i don't know come on kfc come on man and sierra and russell wilson are expecting baby number three i don't know if this will be a baby russ maybe this is gonna be baby russ maybe this is the boy that he gonna be playing football or whatever um but you know congratulations to sierra and russell because sierra level up level up level up level up that's all i can say about that and popeyes unveils a new clothing line that looks just like ivy park yeah it looks just like ivy park so i'm popeyes listen 
Beyonce sent the boxes to all the rich people, right? And she sent it to all the famous yes! people. I think you should send boxes to us regular people. Like, just send it to us, and then you could put a chicken sandwich inside. That would top it, because Beyonce ain't send no chicken sandwiches, okay? She ain't send no chicken sandwiches with it. You send some chicken sandwiches in there, and we good. I need... I, listen... Put that chicken sandwich right next to them shoes, right next to that hat. I want to, you know, because I want you to take it a step further. And the reason why I want the chicken sandwich, because I want it to be authentic. If this is a Popeye's line, I want to smell like Popeye's wherever I go. I want people to be standing next to me like, hmm, I smell chicken. That's what I want. Do that, Popeye's. I'm waiting for it. I want, I love that chicken for Popeye's. Yeah, I want to see that, baby. And Aaron Hernandez, fiance. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't had a chance to watch Netflix special do so so Aaron Hernandez fiance actually says she wishes he would have told her he was gay and if you haven't watched that Netflix special basically in it there's been some alleged some some allegations that he well not allegations but I guess they're saying he may have been gay there were a couple of people, men, who said that they had sexual relationships with him. So, and he had talked to a couple of people about potentially being gay and what he thought that meant. So we'll see, you know, what happens with that. But she said she wished she would have said something. I, I, I don't know. My, I, I don't know about that one. And then 7.7, a uh, 7.7 .7 magnitude quake hits between Jamaica and Cuba. So, I mean, we're having a lot of earthquakes, like, in that Caribbean island area over there. I'd get global warming. I'm trying to tell y'all, it is, like, 90 degrees outside in Baltimore. This is East Coast, North, East. Some people call it South, but I would say we're more in the middle, I, you know, whatever. But up the East, we had no snow. Like, it's just, it's a lot. Like, it's just global warming. I'm trying to tell y'all. It, you don't even know where you live at. Like, you be walking outside, you open the door, be like, did I move? Like, I, you know, I, I lived in Baltimore last yesterday. It was 20 degrees. Now today is 75. Did I move to Orlando? I don't know. It's just one of them things. We got to watch out for the climates. Listen, millennials, we got to deal with it. And lastly, but certainly not least, a comedian is actually facing some backlash because he cursed out Malia Obama at a comedy show. Her and her friend were snickering and snickering and whispering in the front row. And he wasn't having it. He asked them to be quiet. They did not. And then they did it again. So he went in on her and said, you need to be quiet and everything. And he didn't get the reaction he thought. He thought people were going to laugh. And people were appalled. And they started arguing and yelling at him. You don't do that to Malia Obama. And he didn't even, he said, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. But listen, you could be Barack Obama's child, but if you're going to come to a show, I'm going to need you to be quiet too because if I was by you, I probably would have been like, listen, I get you. I love your dad, and I love your mom, and I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. And from a sister to a sister, you got to shut up, okay? Just when you go, you, you got to be quiet, all right? For the comedy, because we came, and I know you got a lot of money, but I don't got no money, and so... I'm going to get all my money's worth, you know, at this at this comedy show. All the pennies because I don't got that. You know what I mean? So, I'm going to need you to be quiet. So, uh, that's all I'm saying, Malia. Next time, just be quiet and you'll be all right. That's, that's, that's it. So, that has been your top 10 trending topics of the week. Let's talk about the Grammys. All right. So, let's talk about the Grammys. So, the Grammys actually had some of the lowest ratings that they've had in years. But, like I told you, I don't really like award shows it's nothing like watching somebody else win an award that will make you say i don't really like this shit like it's just one of them things where it's like i you know i don't mind celebrating other people but it ain't nothing more boring than sitting watching somebody else win an award with some rich people like it, it ain't nothing more boring i'm just saying but there was some good clothes that came out of there lizzo looked amazing in the white gown she came in on the red carpet with this white really sleek gown with the big fur faux, probably faux fur pita probably faux fur shawl or whatever she was looking good um arianda i called her arianda i put it see listen, listen to me i put a d in her name and there's no d like i don't know why i did that ariana grande looked amazing in her gray 
poofy dress i think she looked absolutely stunning in that in the high ponytail because i don't know she always has the high ponytail so yeah i like what gwen stefani had on she looked good and everything and then we had some people that i'm just like i don't know what happened so billy eilish she came in looking like a villain um I, I don't know what that was i'm i'm not sure and and it's not that is it, it she, yeah she came in looking like a straight villain you know what i mean like I, I was waiting for the power rangers to show up or something and it just it didn't happen and joy vila or whatever her name is i don't even know what she does like her dress was absolutely trash like and it wasn't just because it said trump on it it just she looks it looks like a gimmick like a costume like it was just a mess it was just a lot going on and ricky rebel he had impeached this on his butt so i guess that was his his trump pro trump statement you know and then you had other people that came in there with other things on with no war love iran I, I i don't even know what that means but it was a lot going on a lot going on and yeah it was just a lot going on with the outfits this year i don't know i think that's why people didn't watch it not to mention kobe bryant passed away that same day so i think a lot of people were just kind of watching the news and and just kind of mourning Kobe Bryant for all of the things that he has done for popular culture and in society. But just in case you didn't watch it, Lizzo won three best pop solo for Truth Hurt. She won best R&B and best contemporary urban album. Billie Eilish swept the night with five. So she won the big, big stuff. She won album of the year and she also won song of the year for bad guy. Little Nas X won for best pop duo with molly cyrus daddy uh, billy ray cyrus and best rap album went to nipsey hustle for racks in the mi middle and best rap slash sung performance i don't even wh why you need two i don't understand that is that not the same category never mind they made a category specifically for drake I'm, I'm not sure what is this but dj khaled won it for hire featuring nipsey hustle and john legend really it should have just been nipsey hustle and john legend because i don't what did he say in that did he he just said you the best or whatever i mean he didn't really rap I, I don't how do you how do you win somebody explain that to me somebody explain this how do you win a grammy for a song because it's not the best producer. This is actually the best rap slash sung performance. I'm confused. Another one. I'm, I'm confused. So it, it, it was an interesting night. Um, like I said, the ratings were low. But what do you expect? I mean, it. no one's really watching award shows anymore. We're just not and well speaking of clothes and grammys well there was something that ha happened so if you were watching the red carpet or maybe you saw some pictures mr little nas x he did change his clothes to this white un ensemble but when he came he came in a pink outfit that kind of looked like he was a part of the techno colored village people which i don't really mind that he wore pink i just didn't like the outfit in general like it was just a lot of straps and just a lot of netting and mesh so i really wasn't sure what i mean I, I don't like that cowboy outfit i think there was another pink cowboy outfit he could have won not won wore but this wasn't it but in black the outfit could have been gray the outfit could have been brown and i still would have been singing ymca it just gave off village people vibes to me and i just wasn't i, I just didn't like the outfit now he did change it the ensemble to a white ensemble later on in the show which still i'm like i get it do we have to have the cowboy hat and the cowboy theme in every outfit like it is becoming to be a little gimmicky to me uh i got it like your old town road horse cowboy got it let's let that go i, I i'm a little tired of saying it now um let, let's let that go and do something else that's all i'm saying like he could i that's it but there were some things that had happened and some things that had been said mr pastor troy and you probably like who the hell is that you wouldn't be alone 
in <laughs> thinking to yourself, who the hell is Pastor Troy? So Pastor Troy came out in the 1990s, late 1990s, around 1998. Apparently, when I looked at his Wikipedia, apparently he's still rapping. Who knew? Um, That's news to me. I didn't know that. Uh, he's a producer in whatever. I, I couldn't even really, I don't even know if I could tell you. I remember Pastor Troy, but let me just be totally 100% with you. I could not tell you a Pastor Troy song. I'm just saying. I couldn't, I couldn't like recite one off the top of my head. I just couldn't do it. Like, I think he released his solo album, Ready for War, in 2000. In... Nope. We Ready in 1999. So, I couldn't tell you any of his songs. They say Get Off Me, but that it's not really ringing a bell. I think the Kings, he was on Kings of Kronk for Little John, which is Throw It Up. Now, that song I remember. I like that song. That song I remember. But besides that, there's not really a lot of songs where you just thinking in your repertoire, like, just play some Pastor Troy. You know what I mean? So, Pastor Troy wanted to make himself relevant, and he decided that he was going to go on a rant. And here's what he said via Instagram. He said, well, I guess I won't be winning a Grammy if this is what you got to wear in order to win a Grammy. The other day I was in, I was in Applebee's. Let me pull this up a little bit bigger. Hey, what he said, the, let me start over. Well, guess I won't be winning a Grammy if this is what I got to wear. They love to push this ish on our kids. The other day at Applebee's had some punks kissing and laughing, eating mozzarella sticks. First thing my 14 year old son said was F Applebee's and bought and it bought, brought joy to my heart. He sees it, their agenda to take their masculinity from men, black men especially. Some may say he's making money, RuPaul do too, but I ain't bumping this CD. Integrity is priceless. Y'all better open that third eye and let your sons know what is real or they ass gonna be headed down that old town road for real. PT, hashtag they gonna ride it till the wheels fall off. Hashtag black owned and independent. Hashtag my sons in hashtag it ain't worth it and all that other non-bull crap he's talking about okay so here's my thing after that happened the morning hustle which is headed off by head crack l'oreal billy sorrell uh, and a couple others and they took over for ricky smiley's spot when ricky smiley got a promotion to um tom joiner's spot and so basically they brought him on here and he just doubled down on the homophobia he pretty much said like you know my sons are not going to be gay you know they asked well what if your sons were my sons ain't going to be gay and you know this is them pushing this agenda on black men and that gay men carry hiv and all this other like it's just it was a lot and my thing is this well like i said one pastor troy you wasn't getting a grammy anyway because in order to do that you gotta actually have an album that people know and listen to and actually would support in order for that so you wasn't even in the running so you good there okay you didn't have to worry about wearing that outfit because you wasn't even qualified just just saying uh two I, I'm kind of a little upset that they even had him on the morning hustle because I feel like it gave him a bigger platform because no if you ask a lot of these kids today or other people unless you follow the rap game really heavy in the 90s late 90s you wouldn't know who he is period you wouldn't know like it's not like his songs were that big where they roll off your tongue like oh yeah it's this it's that I had to google it like I, and I've lived through the 90s okay I lived through the 90s and I had to go yeah I was a kid you know I was a kid I was still in elementary middle school but I, I was I was there I was alive but I couldn't I could not recite any of his music to you I could not do it and he even had some songs in the 2000s I don't know any past Detroit so the fact that they gave him a platform was problematic to me 
especially when you're bringing on a platform for a person who's just and, and like i said i love hearing different voices and different opinions it's nothing wrong with that but sometimes when people are just pure ignorant you gotta watch the platform that you give them because sometimes you are the one that gives them the platform to give the hate speech so you just have to be very mindful of it i will say that i'm getting a little tired of this society or hollywood is pushing this agenda first of all i need you to tell me who these people are so we can go get them who are these people okay who are they where are they who are these people that you're giving all this power to that has more influence over your own children than you do point these mother suckers out where they at who are they who are these people i need you to tell me who these people are because that's all I keep hearing, but you can't really point a finger to who it is. And another thing that I don't get, if you are going to be born homosexual, you're probably already homosexual when you are little. I've known people, and I'm getting tired of it, it's because black men ain't in the home. That's bull crap. I know people that grew up without fathers and they are far from gay. I know people that grew up with a mother and a father in a home. And in most cases, when I do see and I talk to guys who are homosexuals, they had a mother and father in their house. Yay. I, it, it It's not, I think that people are giving this more of an external view of it. Like this is all external because there was a study that was done that said that they can't find chemicals in the brain that would make somebody homosexual. Okay, can you find chemicals in my brain that says that I'm straight? No, no, you cannot. So that's why I'm like, you know, because in that case, you're saying that being homosexual is in fact a brain disorder or some type of disease. And if you have a brain disorder or some type of disease, you're saying in some ways there's some cure for this. There's some some malfunction in you. And that's why you're gay. I'm, I'm just going to say this. A lot of people give gay people a hard time, but they help us out tremendously because like if if we if every single person on this planet was straight we would be overrun with people so i appreciate y'all i i appreciate y'all and what y'all bring to society i love y'all i'm just saying like it, it do you life is too short life is too short for you to be worrying about what somebody else is doing if you're going to worry about what somebody else is doing, you, you're going to be wholly unhappy. And the fact that he was happy that his son, first of all, said fuck Applebee's in front of him. There's already a problem right there because apparently your son doesn't have that much respect for you that he's going to curse in front of you as a 14 year old. Because I shouldn't be, you know, he should have enough respect for his father anyway to not do that. And then two, for him to say fuck Applebee's because somebody is living their life happy that is the definition of homophobia you are afraid of something that you don't understand and something that you don't know for no reason you have no basis to hate homophobic or home homosexuals at all except for you don't like it i'm afraid of it i, I, I can, can i catch it like a disease I, I don't know like that that's what homophobia is so you're happy that you're teaching your son to be homophobic it's one thing to say that I want to be heard because I'm a straight man and I love being a straight man and I love women and I, I think oh, everybody, every man should love a woman. That's just me. I just love it and love women. But if you like men, do you. Do you, homie. I can't hate on that. If you, he would have said that, I would have been like, okay, cool. Everybody should have the right to be able to speak. I do think like sometimes that people get censored. And if you censor one person, you therefore have the same levels of being censored. I think people get that twisted too. Just because you don't like what they say doesn't necessarily mean that they should shut up. Everybody should have the right to be able to speak. But I think when it comes to you causing this to be a cycle, because now you have created this cycle in your own 14-year-old son, that gay people are bad. And the sad part about that is you do bring up things like the Aaron Hernandez because his father wouldn't accept him if he's being gay. He kept it in the closet. But Aaron Hernandez allegedly, and this is like I said, allegedly people have come out and said it is not that he didn't have sexual encounters with men. He did. 
It's just that he didn't do it in the open, allegedly. He had a wife or fiance and a daughter, but he, he still struggled with his sexuality and he was unhappy for it. All he wanted to do was just be him. And he played football. He had a masculine father and a mother in the house. Like, I, I don't know what, he couldn't have been more of the manly man. And he was unhappy. We gotta stop that. If that's who you are, be you. We spend too much, like, if what you rather little Nas X Pastor Troy to be in the closet and be miserable so that it makes you happy? No, I'm not going to be unhappy for somebody else. Life is you live life once, live it. Don't worry about what this person is saying over there, what this person is saying over there because if I'm not mistaken Pastor Troy was the one of the people part of the crunk movement People can also judge you for being a part of the downfall and the, the devastation that's happening in the African-American community. Perpetuating drugs, perpetuating, uh, not only you saying you want people to be straight, but you are degrading and downplaying black women. If you go back and look at those videos, you call them bitches and hoes. Like you are a part of the problem. You glorify drugs and all the opioid uses and the pills that people are doing now that's killing people at high rates. The fact that drug game and drug culture was big. Like, these are all things that impact the black community just as much if you're allegedly saying that the homosexual community is doing. Isn't that not impacting your son? It, does that not impact your community? It does. So you're getting rich off of the fact that you're telling other black men that they should be in drug lore and, dr and crime so that they go to jail and they don't have wealth and generational wealth. It's not right. You, you cannot pick and choose. So all I'm saying is, y'all do you. Whatever you want to live like, live your life. And don't worry about other people. Because you can't make nobody. Because even if Little Nas X took off the pink, why well, I just want to sing YMCA when I see him. It, once he takes off the pink village people outfit that he had on, and like I said, I don't mind that he's wearing pink. I just feel like you could have wore something else. Like a pink turtleneck, something like, I don't know what was, I, I'm getting tired of the cowboy stuff. And it's not even just him. It's, it's uh, Meg to say, I'm, everybody, I'm tired of the cowboy stuff. Let's put it away. I'm just saying. But if he took that off, that, the pink outfit that he had on, would it have changed who he was? No, it would have just made you comfortable, but not him. Like I can give my opinions all day long, but I'm not going to tell him to take it off. That's him. So live you, live your life. Whatever it is that you want to do, people, you live your life and live it fully and rock it till the wheels fall off. That's all I'm going to say. So let's keep the party moving and the train rocking. Let's talk a little bit about Diddy. Yep, Diddy, Diddy. The D, the I, the D, the D, the Y, the D, the I, the D is Diddy. Hold up. So people are talking about Diddy again. And they went and they posted something on, you guessed it, Instagram. So if you, now Diddy, I know, okay. Diddy, I know. Diddy's music, I know. Mace's music, I know. So these are people that I really know. So basically, Diddy, he gave a speech at the Grammy talking about how people outside of black culture need to give back to black artists and black music since black music is like the foundation. He was pretty much talking about you know how the industry is like they, they feast on artists and they don't allow artists to really like be able to grow and it's a bad practice pretty much so here's a little bit of, of what diddy actually said my goal used to be about making hit records now it's about ensuring that the culture moves forward my culture our culture the black culture And for me to be worthy of receiving an Icon Award, I have to use my experience to help make a change. Mace is back. And Mace pretty much said, take that, take that, take that. No, he didn't. So Mace added Diddy on Instagram. So it is RSVP Mace. He said, at Diddy. 
I heard your Grammy speech about how you are now for the artist and about how the artist must take back control. So I will be the first to take the initiative. Also, before we ask of other ethnicities to do us right, we should do us as black do us as black people better especially the creators i heard you loud and clear when you said that you are now for the artist and to that my response is if you want to see change you can make a change today by starting with yourself your past business practices knowingly has continued purposely starved your artists and been extremely unfair to the very same artist that helped you obtain an icon award and when that icon bad boy label iconic bad boy label for example you still got my publishing from 24 years ago and what you gave me twenty thousand dollars which makes me never want to work with you as an artist wouldn't after you know someone is robbing you and tarnishing your name when you don't want to comply with his horrendous business model however people would always ask what's up with mace so I would be forced to still perform to not look crazy when I was getting peanuts and the robbery would continue. So many great moments and people lives in the music were lost. But again, I roll with you in the face of death without flinching and you still wouldn't do right. I never said anything because I wanted to wait until I was financially great so I can ensure that I was addressing this from a pure place and not out of spite. To add insult, you kept screaming black excellent and love, but I know love isn't free. So I offered you two million in cash just a few days ago to sell me back my publishing as his big artist alive, as his biggest artist alive. I guess it should be it should be as your biggest artist still alive that always showed you respect for you giving me an opportunity at 19 years old. Your response was if I can match what the European guy offered him that would be the only way I could get it back or else I can wait until I'm 50 years old and it will revert to me from when I was 19 years old. You brought it for about 20,000 and I offered you 2 million in cash. This is not black excellence at all. When our own race is enslaved us, enslaving us, if it is about us owning, it can't be about us owning each other. No more hiding behind love. You changed question mark. Give the artists back their money so they can take care of their families. All right, Mace. Okay, he been around. He been around. So, yeah. So, Mace and P. Diddy, if you are not aware of what Mace and P. Diddy and who they are and what they stand for, they were bad boy. You know, he was one of the original artists on Bad Boy. And Mace had a lot of hits back in the 90s. Like, Mace was the joint. I remember all the girls loved Mace. Like, Mace was it. And you would have never known that he wasn't getting money. Now, this to me, I believe Mace in this in this particular situation. And it's simply because none of the artists that seem to be with Puffy seem to do anything outside of puffy it seems that this is sort of um a trend so if you see like total and black rob and all of those other people that have worked with him none of them seem to excel outside of puffy which it seems odd like he's made all these hits with these people and then all of a sudden they just all go away so you can't be this iconic status and this iconic person and you don't have any artists that have longevity to me that proves that he just uses people for what he can get out of them and he let them go and i think it's unfortunate if that is in fact true i think that it is unfortunate that Puffy would use Mace in that manner and not give him his royalties back and I agree with him you cannot you know wait on other races to do better by black people when black people don't do good by black people like I, I I've been saying that for a while now so I was like we gotta do right by ourselves if you're gonna ask other people to do that but like I said with Puffy talk to him I think he because of who he is in the game and because of how he's changed the game i don't see him giving mace back like his right. rights I, I just don't see that and then i'm like and listen mace you went into became a pastor and i heard some things this is all alleged but i heard some things about you know mm-hmm, that church and over there and you the type of church you was over there running i don't know but 
he got money from some i don't know where the money came from i probably would put my money on that church allegedly but nonetheless puffy shouldn't have uh, taken the money from him if he only gave him twenty thousand dollars for his publishing twenty thousand dollars while he was performing with puffy with all of the hits and stuff that mace had that's just wrong like you you can't expect people to respect you you can't expect to get an icon award and not have your artist call you out and i honestly expect to see more of this i think you're gonna see more artists spoken i think you're gonna see total because i think total did kind of mention and say something about that i think you're gonna see all of those artists from the past carl thomas and all you they gonna all come out of the woodwork best rappers of all time think about it Dylan, 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 and Dylan. Because I spit hot fire. And they're gonna all come after Puffy, and we're gonna hear about all the stories. And speaking of which, Hollywood, one story I would not mind hearing is the Puffy story. I want to hear it. Like I know we've seen Biggie's story told a couple times, but I I want to see, and I don't want it done. I don't want it that notorious movie bullcrap because that was one of the worst acted movies I've ever. I don't want that. I want real actors. I want it to be written well. That means I'm. I don't want Tyler Perry to produce it or anything. I, I need for somebody to come and tell Puffy's story. I honestly feel like Puffy would be that character where you would want to want to see it. I'm not saying he was a Suge Knight type of character, but I think he got some shady business dealings in his past. And I think we would learn a lot about him because a lot of things have been coming out of, about Sean Combs recently. So I think that would be a hell of a movie. I need somebody to make that. Somebody go make that movie so we can see it. But yeah, Puffy, he did ass wrong. If that's what's going on and what he had did, he did ass wrong. I, I, don't, I can't even say nothing else about that. He did ass wrong. Give, give Mace's publishing rights. Give him back to him. He's off you two million. You gave him 20. That's more than enough. Come on, Puffy. Diddy love, whatever. Diddy pop, diddy poo, whatever you going by these days. Give him his money back. Maybe that's what's wrong, Mace. You're not calling him by the right name, so he doesn't know who you're talking about. So you just call him by his government. Call him by his government. All right, so let's talk about pre-dating. So pre-dating uh, is something that is going on now. And because Valentine's Day is coming up, gotta you know we gotta talk about the pre-dating now there's this new phenomenon that is out that is showing it was a, a post that came on uh, social media not too long ago that was saying that guys are pre-dating women before they take their money and they spend their money on women now I, what i will say is this is not a new phenomenon so back in 2016 uh, there was a article that actually was was written by Madame Noir, written in Madame Noir, uh, by Nikki McGloster, where she said the pre-date is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, which I, I honestly can agree with her on <laughs> this manner or matter, but this is not a new phenomenon. This is something that's been going on for a while. And one of the things she mentioned is that dating doesn't exist anymore. And I think a lot of the, back in the day, people did date, like they would date each other. They would go out, you would test drive the vehicle before you bought it. You would see what the person is like. And I think that's one of the problems with the relationships nowadays is that we don't date. We do everything on social media. We do everything through like electronics and other apps. And so we don't really know how to communicate with one another. And so we don't really date. And I think that a lot of people are just looking at dating, especially from the male perspective, as, you know, I'm spending the money. Okay. I'm spending money and I don't like, I don't like it. I don't like it at all that I'm spending this money. And so, you know, they started to come up with other things like Netflix and chill and stuff like that so that they didn't have to spend money now i will say is that back in the day i think when our parents and grandparents were dating it didn't have to be about this big elaborate scheme i think nowadays a lot of people men and women alike think that you have to spend two three four hundred dollars on the first date in order for it to be a real date and that's not it like when i went on the date with my hubby we went to the movies and I paid for it. Like he, you know, he was kind of taken aback by. It. He was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like I, he didn't know what to say. He was like, uh, "What? What? I, I'll buy the popcorn." And he did. He did buy the popcorn, but I didn't eat it. That's for another day. I don't know what the hell he was doing. But we was awkward as hell. But 
the pre-date is is a pre-date is a date. So I need for y'all to stop. Listen, millennials and Generation Z, listen to me. I need for us to stop with the goddamn terms. A pre-date is nothing but an inexpensive date. That's all it is. You're still dating. You're still going out. If you're talking, if you if you take out somebody that you potentially want to have a romantic love interest with on a date or take the love interest out okay we won't use date you take them out to go eat or to go sit in your house or to go sit on a park bench or wherever and y'all are talking and having a good time and you're kind of getting to know one another that is a date that whether or not you spend money does not determine whether or not it's a date that's a date if especially if this is a love interest somebody that you want to potentially date like have sex with if you're taking this individual out and you plan like let's meet here so we can talk about this so we can do that and it's not a business meeting like you're not talking about business but you're actually just going to get to know one another that is a date i don't care if you spend five dollars i don't care if you spend two dollars i don't care if you spend three dollars that's a date dates are not dictated by the amount of money you spend it's dictated by the intent by who you're going with <laughs> and by what your plans are after that meeting. So if after that meeting, your plans are, I wanna see this person again because I wanna get to know them better because eventually I want to have them be my boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband. That's a date. Now, you can call whatever you want. You can call it an interrogation. You can call it an interview. You can call it whatever the hell you want. Regardless of the fact, it's a goddamn date. Like I, I'm gonna need y'all just cause you add like a fancy term to it doesn't mean that it's not a date like in this article back in 2016 she was saying that black twitter erupted over this dating tactic and they said that a good amount for men to spend was 200 dollars. and a lot of the women were saying like i'm worth this expensive outing listen now i know a lot of the times we especially us women we like to pretend like we is like on this top notch tier wrong that we're not on like i've actually sat there with women that gave me a list for a dude that they didn't even qualify to date and i'm just sitting there thinking in my mind like why would he date you like you no no you gotta date on your caliber now i'm not saying that you should minimize and i'm not saying that you shouldn't you know settle uh, that's not what i'm saying because everybody has potential to get to another level but if you working at mcdonald's and there's nothing wrong with working at mcdonald's but if you working at mcdonald's and you over the age of 20 and you're telling me that you won't date nobody that ain't a baller like he making like he gotta have one he, he, he gotta have money, he gotta have a car, he gotta have his own place, he gotta have this, he gotta have that. I'm like, but you don't even have that. Like, how are you gonna expect somebody to pay $200 to take you out to eat when you don't have $200 in your bank account? Now, what I will say that, listen, ladies and gentlemen, and listen and listen. If you don't have the money to pay for the date, don't go on a date. Because you just never know what you're gonna get. Like, you could get the dude or the girl that be like, look, I know I asked you and everything, and that's cool. But I, I don't get paid till next week, okay? Either you better run fast. I hope you got on your Jordans today because you're going to have to run fast. Oh, or your James, LeBron James's because we're going to have to run fast out this motherfucker because if you don't got no money, I don't got no money. Uh, we're going to have to dine and dash, okay? Because I don't got it. So if you don't have the actual money to whatever that day is, so if the amount of money that you had spent was $200, you better have $200 in your goddamn bank account. Period. Because you, you, especially when you first dating people, because you don't never know. This car, his car might not be attached, attached to his checking in the savings. You don't know. He might have to wipe it on his pants. You don't know. And same thing with the fellas. Same thing. Like, I've heard fellas asking for this. I need this, this girl real hair, real fingernails. And you got a job and you go to school. I'm like, you ain't even finished high school. Why is, why is that your caliber? Why is that where we at right now? You know, and Kendrick Lamar got some of y'all guys messed up to the point where you like this, this dick ain't for free. Like, yeah, it is. Like, you, yeah, it is. Like, you could probably get it somewhere for free. I'm sure you've given it away for free. Um, I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, we ain't gonna sit here and pretend like it ain't for free. That's that's all I'm saying.
Like, these fancy terms ain't going to cover up the fact that you don't have money to actually go out on these dates. It's just not. And, I, I, like, this is why I feel like we have so many issues in our generation because of this. Like, if we wanted a generation that don't have no money and they're telling us that we have less money than our parents, why do we spend the well? one the cost of inflation okay so if you know that the cost of inflation it costs fifty thousand trillion dollars just to live in a one-bedroom apartment or a one-bedroom shack on the river you know that that rent for that mother sucker gonna be about three hundred three thousand dollars a month for one bedroom shack by the river because they're gonna call it a riverfront property you know that when you go out on these dates and stuff you don't have it like I, I mean i think we need to be the generation that go back to you know let's go on a picnic like i, I think that it ain't nothing wrong with picnics a lot of times people don't like picnics I, I i like a picnic you just take some sandwiches peanut butter and jelly if that's all you got and it's peanut butter be hitting sometime i'm just telling you peanut butter and jelly be hitting sometime but like what i'm not i'm again i know i'm gonna get a lot of women that's gonna come back at me and yell at me i'm not saying that you shouldn't be striving for better that's not what i'm saying I'm not saying that you shouldn't set your goals high, right? You, you want to set your goals high. It's like a negotiation. You you negotiate high and then you work your way down to a level that's acceptable, right? You don't start low and then negotiate higher because you ain't going to work. Uh, so I'm saying shoot for the moon, okay? Shoot for the stars. You can shoot for Jeff Bezos, okay? You That could be your goal, but I want you to know that realistically, you probably is more likely to get a dude that that's a manager somewhere. Like, and it's nothing wrong with that, okay? It's nothing wrong with the dude that's the manager. Ain't nothing wrong with that. What I'm saying is you cannot expect these people to be balling out of control and then you be the first person talking about he got a bad credit or she has bad credit. What do you expect? Either you want this gentleman or this lady to take you out and spend all this money that they don't have trying to impress you because the pre-date was was good. Like the pre-date was good and you're like, okay, now I'm gonna go spend my money. And then now you are making people spend money they don't have. We can't be doing that, okay? So we gotta get back to a place where we ain't doing that because we have an unrealistic expectation of ourselves sometimes. And I'm, I'm I'm not saying I'm not in that boat. I'm in that same boat. I'm just trying to give information to people that may be a little bit younger than myself. You know what I mean? I'm trying to educate the masses that if you don't have it, okay? Meaning, you don't have it in your actual bank account. Like, you want him to take you to Ruth Chris. But you really got Wendy's money. Maybe y'all should go to Wendy's. Like, let's just do this based on what you got just in case that person ain't gonna pay for it because it ain't nothing worse than having to sit on a date with somebody you don't like because you don't have the money to just walk out and leave it ain't nothing better than just be like you know what thank you for the meal i'll pay for it for myself so that you don't call me no more i'm good don't ask me nothing you can walk up out of there okay because you don't want nobody to feel like you owe them something by leaving them with the bill. No, 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 no. That's why we going to Wendy's. And if they say, well, why are we in Wendy's or why are we in Applebee's? That's where that come from. Okay. So now you can have that conversation to say, look, let's start this relationship out on the right foot. I'm just telling you, I don't have bygone money. I don't have Ruth Chris money. I, I, don't, I don't have Mr. Child money. Like, I got to go to do applebee's because i got applebee's money and it don't mean that i don't like you it just mean that i got applebee's money and i'm trying to save my coins i'm trying to get out of my mama house uh, you know i know you and your mama house should you understand so we need to be able to do that and i want to be able to get this off on the right foot that's all i have said but this is a sidebar to a sidebar i didn't got all lost in the juices in the sauce let me give <laughs> let me get back on the topic at hand <laughs> No one should be spending $200. If you're not making like a ton of, like if you're not making six figures or more, you shouldn't be spending $200 on it. First of all, you, listen, nobody probably should be spending $200 on a date, period. But if you must spend the $200, you better have the money. If you working at retail and you work on just like minimum wage, ain't no way I would expect you to spend $200 on me. Ain't no way. Just because you spend $200 don't make it a date. Because I'm pretty sure people have spent $200 and it was one of the worst experiences they've ever had in their life. 
Okay? So, the, and some people spent no money and had the best time of their mother treaking life. Listen, women, listen. I get it. I get it. We want to feel extra special. And some guys, you want to feel extra special. I get it. I get it. But somebody doesn't have to take you to a five-star restaurant or flew you out or whatever. Because if they're doing that and you're saying that it's not a date unless you spend money and that people can flip that and they can reverse it and then they can say that it's not a date but they're actually paying you and so if you actually have sex with the person at the end of the night could people flip it and say that's more than a date they actually paying you for sex which in some ways i mean i'm not gonna say it is true but allegedly that's all i'm gonna say allegedly could people flip that on you and say that that's what that is it wasn't a date i was actually paying for sex so i think we get in a very slippery slope when we start adding numbers in order for it to be considered a date like anything between 200 500 dollars is a date anything more than 500 dollars is prostitution and anything less than that is just an interview like i think that's a lot you know, and so I'm going to say that we as a society, let's, let's let that go. Okay, let's, let's let it go. Listen, millennials, listen, baby. I'm going to need us to start with the terms in Generation Z. We got to start with the terms. The cute little cutesy term. Like, let's stop with the terms. Like, it ain't helping. It's making us look worse. Like, when people calling us snowflakes and all that stuff, it's making us look worse. There is no such thing as a pre-date. You're just dating. If you go out, again, I'm going to say it louder for the people in the back. If you're going out and you're dating somebody that you or you're not dating. Oh, let me take that out. If you're going out and you're meeting with, having lunch with, having dinner with, walking with somebody that you are thinking about spending money on. Okay. That is a date. If this is somebody that you are planning on having a romantic relationship, whether it's sexual, whether you want them to be your wife or boyfriend or husband, regardless, if it, you're looking at them with them googly eyes, potentially, if you, you know, you looked at them and say, oh, you know, I like what you got packing in that back and then I think I want you to be my wife so we can get the whacking. That that is a date. Whether you spend two dollars, ten dollars, fifty dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, that's a lot of money. Whether you spend that on a date, it's a date. You're dating. There's no such thing as a pre-date. A pre-date, it, it still has date in the term. It's a date. It's a goddamn date. Like just just shut up, let it go. It's a goddamn date. I'm just saying. So this has been another episode of the Millennials Anonymous Podcast. So if you want to be part of Millennials Anonymous Podcast, please go like and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. And you can go on our website as well at www.millennials.us. So you can sign up for our email. You can be on email, get emails from us and know when things are coming up. We got some guests coming on this show. We got some panels coming. We got some live shows coming. We got some shit coming. So I need for you to be tuned in, locked in, glued in. So go do all them things I just had said to you. Do that. And I also want you to know that you need to go out and vote. There's a lot of stuff going on in this world. There's a lot of stuff that's not right. There's a lot of stuff that if you don't agree with it, you can't just sit up there and complain about it. If you don't like the criminal justice system, you need to get up and do something about it. No voting in and of itself and Martin Luther King said this, voting in and of itself is not going to change the world and move it forward. But voting helps. So you do need to be able to vote. And once you do vote, you got to hold the people that are in art in office accountable. So I need for you to go out and vote. This is an election year. Every single episode, you are going to hear me say this. It is 2020. We in month two. And happy Black History Month, by the way black history month we even though we don't need a month because every month is black history month just saying we don't need a month you can't contain us you can't hold us back we 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 built this country black history all months but anyway celebrate black history but with that being said i'm gonna make sure that my black millennials who are listening to this and, and any millennial anybody listening to this you don't just have to be black millennials anybody can listen to this i need you to go out and vote 
I need your voice to be heard. I need you to make a difference. You know, I joke and I play and I joke and I play some more. But I need for you to hear me loud and clear. If you do not like what's going on in the world, you don't like the pay gap, you don't like the fact that people are ignoring climate change, you don't like the criminal justice system, you don't like the policing, you don't like any of that, I need you to go out, I need you to vote, I need you to hold people accountable, I need you to make your voice known, and I need you to not just vote and go sit down. I need you to be constantly making sure that people are doing what they are supposed to be doing at all times. And if you don't see what you need, you need to become that person to create that change. We need more young people. We need more black people. We need more women in places of power and in politics. So if that's you, my friend, I'm going to need you to come holler at me because I, I need to, I need to, one, I need to talk to you. And then two, I'm going to need you to run. So this has been another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. 